0: good morning everybody say good morning to your neighbor to the right and to the left and if you are watching alone um good morning to you so um today we are in part two of our series arise and shine we we learned last week that easter is about getting up easter is about getting up we are going to look at a major thing that keeps us from getting up as as human beings And, and and that is the fact that we Forget, we forget, we are forgetful beings, we forget easily. So, today, we in part two of our rise and shine, we are looking at remember. Remember, what's going on in the world today is a huge change. In fact, change is an understatement. What's going on today is a huge disruption, things are being disrupted. We may never recover. where we were as a race before this outbreak of of this pandemic and that's that's just a reality that's just reality we are praying that um it comes to an end and it comes to an end quickly so that there will be not too many deaths and all that however things are changing things are changing so fast now no matter how much things change No matter how much it appears that there's disruption all around us, one thing remains unchanged. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Everything else can change. Everything else will will come and go. Jesus remains the same. So Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the mission he has for us as his people god's mission for you and i as his church has not changed go make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit so we are still mandated to go and make disciples we shouldn't forget that we should not forget that everyone that is a christian you are mandated to make disciples we should not lose sight of it. In fact, we should leverage on the uncertainty, the change, and the, the, the drama that is going on to preach the gospel. Our mission remains unchanged. If we check history, we will see that plagues come and plagues go, but not without leaving a trail. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that your household will be protected in the mighty name of Jesus. There's a plague in history called the Black Plague. The Black Plague killed like 60 to 200 million people on earth. It's it's, it's recorded history. The Black Plague killed... Between 60 million to 200 million people. That's that's 200 million. That's a whole nation. If you put that together. Gone. And guess what? The Black Plague also, interesting, started in East Asia and came through the straight path to, to Europe and to the rest of the world. So, but the most devastation Was in Europe, and guess where? In Rome. Guess where Rome is? In Italy. It's interesting that that's just hundreds of years ago. And if you check, we'll see that the people at the time had no clue. What was going on obviously. There, I mean, there was no um, science had not developed, and there was no um, um, detecting of bacteria or viruses or antigens all the things we know today. I mean, we were way way, 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 way behind back in the day. So, and because Rome now became the epicenter of the outbreak, people started leaving the cities. Why? Because they couldn't explain it. So they thought the city was jinxed. It was later on that they could trace it and discover that it actually came from far east. The virus. So people were leaving cities. So when the city had the plague, they would leave the city saying the city is cursed. And, And guess what happens? When people left the cities, abandoned the weak and the dying, the church moved into those cities. The church strengthened and cared for the weak. The church took care of those that were, that were sick. In fact, that was where hospital was founded. The, the creation of the hospital was founded in, in Rome. And that was why the church is so strong in Rome today. The Catholic Church, if you will. So, God's people have been responding positively from time immemorial. The creation of the hospital was not done by the state, it was done by the church. It was the church that formed what we now know as the hospital. So as God's people, we should not respond in fear. God has a purpose, I, I, we should not be careless, but we should understand that we were made for this. There's an opportunity, and for, for our generation, I believe that it's going to be opportunities on the individual levels. opportunities to be the church opportunities to be the christian opportunity to let your light shine people were fleeing the cities but the church came in because jesus told us to preach to teach and to heal and 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 because of that the church invented it was a huge invention back in the day what is now known as the hospital now we all go to hospitals when we need to but the key thing is, as Christians, we need to respond the way God wants us to respond. So we shouldn't forget. We shouldn't forget. We forget easily. We forget easily. People forget their birthdays. People forget the spouse's birthday. They forget uh, the, the marriage anniversary. <laughs> People don't remember. You know, Ask your, your, your son, when did daddy get married? People don't remember, you've told them time and time again. We are forgetful beings. And God wants us to remember. God wants, God does not want us to forget. In fact, there's a whole book in the Bible that is dedicated to remembering. In fact, if I were to name the book, I would call it the book of the I will name it Remember. And that book is Numbers. If you read the book of Numbers and and and, and Deuteronomy, you know it a, a lot. Books of Numbers and Deuteronomy. There was a lot of remember, 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 remember when we took when I took you from Egypt. Remember what I did through you. Remember, remember, remember. And God wants us to remember how faithful He is, even at this time. God wants you and I to remember how consistent he is, even at this time. God wants you and I to remember how loving he is, even at this time. Isaiah 49 from verse 14. It's a beautiful scripture. You know, if the word of God says, Isaiah 49, 14, from 14 downwards, it says, Yet Jerusalem, which represents God's people, yet God's people say, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Verse 15. God says, never. Everyone say, never. Everyone say, never. God is saying, never. I can never forget you. Can a mother forget a nursing child? Is it possible? Can she feel no love for a child she has born? Is it possible? He says, but even if that were possible, as remotely impossible as that is, even if that were possible, I would not forget you. God is saying, I will not forget you. I, God, will not forget it. He says, never forget it. I will not forget you. He says, see. This is how I have a strategy of not forgetting you in verse 16. He says, this is my strategy. This is why I won't forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. If you check God's hands, you will see Ulufemi Munai is written there. My name is there. It's in his, how big is his hands? that He has all our names written. What does that mean? It means I can never forget you. Your names are written on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of my people. Always in my mind. God said, I've tattooed your name. I've tattooed your name. I've inked your name on my hands. I've tattooed your name, God says. I will never, never forget you. So, we, 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 because we, we've, we deal, we are forgetful beings, and we deal with people that forget. We deal with spouses that forget, children that forget, husbands that forget, wives that forget, friends that forget, colleagues that forget, brothers that forget, sisters that forget. So, we, we, we tend to think God forgets. God says, I don't forget. I will never forget you. That is so refreshing, even at this time. To know that God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, is saying, Femi, I will never forget you. And this is why I will not forget you. Your name is written in the palms of my hands. I have tattooed you in my hands. Your walls are ever before me. I can never forget you. And, and, and because of that, when we are in relationships, we tend to place demands on the people we do life with not to forget us. We tend to pick Sometimes there are unreasonable demands that we place on people, not to forget us. So we we so there's a story, you know, a couple has been going through um, financial difficulty, you know, um, went through a, a, a pandemic, you know, job was not consistent. The, the man was really struggling. The man was really really struggling, and the Lady had a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in her account, and she won't help the man. She will say, Oh, you you're not even taking care of your family, you're not taking care of your responsibilities. Meanwhile, she was sitting on a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The man struggled, tried to meet up, tried to get things done, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. But as the story goes, the lady was ill maybe from the virus or something but the lady was ill and she was passing on and when she was passing on she said to the husband please remember promise me something the guy says okay anything for you baby (laughs) she said remember to bury me with the hundred and fifty thousand dollars the man says you have the hundred and fifty thousand dollars The lady said, yes. And we have come through all this. The lady said, yes. It's my money. My money is my money. Your money is our money. (laughs) So you will bury me with this money. Promise me. The man says, I promise. I will bury you with $150,000. And the lady said, don't forget. Remember. Remember. And the man says, baby, trust me. I will bury you. With the hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the lady says, "Oh, I trust you," and gave him a whole and <laughs> and the and the story continues. So the man was burdened to remember to bury his wife with the hundred fifty thousand dollars. As we go through this season of uncertainty, of turbulence as it were, we also must remember some things, we must remember, there are things that we must not forget, there are things that we must remember, I'm going to give you four things that you must remember, you must remember these four things this season to keep you strong so that you can arise you can get up you can be all that god has called you to be and 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 represent god in in the way that he has called you to represent him the first thing that you must remember is this you must remember that this will pass oh yes remember you must remember that this will pass this too will pass this plague will pass. So, remember that it will pass. This is this is not your end. This is not the end of the world. I know there have been a lot of prophecies of how it is the end of the world, it is the end of the church, it is the end of this, and it is the end of that. It, there's going to be a lot of change. You know, a lot of changes are going to happen. You know, believe me. Of course, it's obvious. I mean, so, but this is not the end. Isaiah 24, verse 5. 19 says to us that the earth suffers the earth now listen the earth suffers for the sins of its people there are repercussions for things that people do there's a difference between punishment and repercussion repercussion is if you sow corn you will reap corn punishment is a different thing entirely. So, the, the earth suffers because of the sin of the people, for they have twisted the instructions of God, they have violated His laws, they have broken His covenant, since therefore the earth has broken down. That, that describes what, what we have today. And has utterly collapsed. Everything is confused. But this is not the end of the story. No, it's not the end of the story. This is not the end of the story. First Peter 4.12 says to us that, dear friends, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked when you are going through painful trials and very tests in your life. Don't be concerned. Don't be shocked, rather. And don't be surprised when you go through trials. So God is saying, it will come to pass. 2 Corinthians 48 eight. ...to 9 and 14, says, we often suffer, but we are never crushed. Even when we don't know what to do, listen to this, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we are knocked down, we get up again. That's what we do. We get up again. It says, because we know... God raised the Lord back to life, and just as He raised Jesus, He will also raise us back to life and will bring us into His presence. This is not the end of the story. No, this is just part one, scene one. We are about to enter part two, scene two. God is going to take the glory of this mess in the name of of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4 from 17 to 18 continues and says for our temporary and momentary trouble will not last. It will not last. It says but they are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them. By the time you learn the lesson God wants you to learn, by the time this season is over, the glory that will be revealed will be So awesome that you will look back and you'll be grateful to God. That's what the word of God says. If you're aligned with God, that's what the word of God says. So we focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal. But what is unseen is eternal. What is seen is temporal, and what is unseen is eternal. That's huge. That's huge. So the first thing we must remember is that this will pass. The second thing we must remember is to focus on what cannot be changed. To focus on what is unchanging. To focus on the things that cannot be changed. The first thing Is this, for instance, is that God sees everything I'm going through. That cannot be changed. God sees everything we are going through. If you're a child of God, God sees everything that you are going through. That cannot be changed. Secondly, God cares about everything I am going through. God cares about every single thing I am going through. That cannot change. Not only does he see me, he cares about me. That can't—that That is unchangeable. Focus on the things that are unchangeable. Always remember to focus. When you follow all those crazy <laughs> messages that, that tries to put fear in you, focus on the things that are unchangeable. Number three that is unchangeable is that God is good. The God that we serve is a good God. Unchangeable. That's an unchangeable fact. That God is good. God is not good because he is he behaves well. God does not become good because he behaves well. No, 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 no. God is good because that's who he is. God is internally good. That's his nature. God is naturally. Even though he's supernatural, he's supernaturally, naturally good. That's who he is. God is good. Focus on the fact that I may not understand, but I know one thing: that my God is good. Focus on the things that do not change. God is good. The next thing that you should focus on that does not change—I'm just giving you a few. I'm giving. You, I'm going to give you five. I'm giving you three now. The fourth one is that God's plan. Is always better than my plan. God's plan is always better. Of us, we have planned, oh, how are going to do this? How are we going to open this business? How are we going to. <laughs> God's plans are better than our plans. God's plan is better than your plan. Remember to focus on the things that are unchanging, that are unchanging. God's plan is always better than my plan. And number five thing that I must focus on that is unchanging is that God will never stop loving me. Not just because my name is Zulu Afemi, God loves me. God will never stop loving you, regardless of what your name is. So God will never stop loving you. God will never stop loving you. So in spite of all these things, in spite of all the pressure, God will never stop loving you. In spite of all the pain, God will never stop loving me and stop loving you. So that's the second thing we must remember. The third thing that you have to remember, it, 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 it froze from the second thing. And, and that's the fact that I am not alone. You may feel lonely You may feel isolated. You may be feeling, oh, this is quarantine, I'm tired. But see, the truth is, you are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. God is with you. There are angels around you. If you're a child of God, there's enough proof in scriptures that shows us that even if you don't see any, God is with you. Isaiah 43 verse 2, the word of God says to us, In Isaiah 43 2 says, When you go through deep waters, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers of difficulty, oh, is the world passing through rivers of difficulty even at this time? God is saying, You will not drown. You will not drown. That is His promise to you. Receive it. Do you receive it today? You will not drown in the name of Jesus. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not die. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. You will not be burned. It will not consume you. When you go through the fire, it will not consume you. No matter what I go through, God is with me. No matter what I go through, God is with me. So you must always remember that. You know, many times we forget. You know, I've seen a lot of Christians that forget that God is with them. If you forget that God is with you, you will be an emotional wreck. Particularly at such a time like this. Never forget that God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, is with you. God is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror. And call your name and say, God is with you. God is with you. Say it 50 times. God is with you. After today, when you finish this sermon, when you have done with church online, find a mirror. Go in front of the mirror. And stare at yourself and say, oh boy, God is with you. Oh girl, God is with you. God is with you. Don't panic. God is with you. I have been young. Now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor is seed beg bread. God is with you. You need to tell yourself that. You need to remember. That's why. It's not just positive confession. It's the fact of scripture. It's a spiritual reality. That God is with you. Hallelujah. God is with you. God is with you. No matter what I go through, God is with me. So, number four is remember that God wants to use me to help others. So, God is not only with me, God wants to use me to help others. And oh, that is huge. 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 God wants to use me, even at this time, to help others. I want you to think about yourself. Think about your life. Think about where you are. Think about your journey. Think about even when you are home. For many of us, it's the second week or the the fourth, third week or the fourth week. For some people, it's the sixth week. For some people, eighth week. Yeah, that they've been at home. And I want you to realize that You should never forget that even at this difficult time, that God wants to use you to help others. God wants to use me to help others. There are people that need my help. There are people that need your help. Jesus wants to use you to help others. Never forget that. Jesus wants to use you to help others. Keep that on the forefront of your burner. That Jesus wants to use you to help others. It's unbelievable sometimes when I think about it. that Even at this time, God wants to use me to encourage others. He wants to use me to feed others. He wants to use me to heal others. He wants to use me to bless others. He wants to use me to help other people. 1 Corinthians 12 27 1 Corinthians 12 27 The word of God says that all Of you together are Christ's body all of you together you are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it is a part of this body oh wow all of us together we are the body of Christ we are Christ's body and each of you in particular is a part of this body so if Jesus were alive today what will he be doing think about it. Mm. Jesus be alive today what will he be doing? That's what you should be doing. Because Jesus is alive through you because you are his body. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Remember that God wants to use me to help others. God wants to use me to help others because all of you together he says a christ body and each of you is a part of it so like we've started at Ghost for the house we've started the digital missions and thank god for all of you that registered to start groups online the, the link to where you can get them and and see them is going to be, going to pop up on the screen, and you can you should join and see how can you help. And as many of you also, you 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 need to start one. You need to start an online online group. Start it today. Start it today. Sign up. The links are there. Sign up today. Don't miss it. Don't miss this opportunity to help others. If you don't start one, join one. Be on a digital mission to help other people. Why? Because never forget that God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, wants to use me to help others. Another way God can use you to help others is through the commonwealth. Commonwealth, you could give to help other people. And if you need help, of course, you should call the number and help will get to you so you're like okay pastor i need help how does that help people i'm receiving how does that help listen when you receive the people that have given god will bless them more. <laughs> so help us by receiving those of us that have given we need you to help us by receiving but if you also want to be on the side where it is good that is opening the windows of everyone by you help someone else Help someone else. God wants to use me to help others. Everybody say after me God wants to use me to help others. Say it again God wants to use me to help others. One more time God wants to use me to help others. It he does. It does. It does. A third way that we are starting today or we are going to um, start galvanizing for today, is what we call care callers. Care callers. Now, there are some of you, you are good talking on the phone. You are good with reaching out. I want you to sign up for a care caller. So this is how it works. Care callers, those that sign up, You'll be called through the church's phone infrastructure, don't worry in your houses where you'll be logging into the church and calling out so you will not bear the bills the, the telephone bills, and your phone number will be protected so people i mean won't abuse that. you know so those two things are going to be are going to be in place, and you can call everyone we we want to we want to call everyone we have their number in church. everyone we have their phone number in gospel' house, we will be calling you if we don't have your contact. Sign the connection card now. It's going to come up on the screen. Sign it and we will call. want to call you. I have to check up on you. How are you doing? We want to pray with you. I want to know if you need any special attention or prayer at this time. So we want to, I mean, I know you. I know you're like, how are you going to do that? There are a lot of people that do that. There are a lot of people in church. We are the church and God will empower us to do it. Say amen. So if you don't get a call, it means maybe we have a wrong number for you. So you could sign up to be sure that your number is correctly on the database. And if you um, want to sign up to be a care caller, please do. Please do. Remember that God wants to use me to help others. Remember that God wants to use you to help others. So back to the story we started with so the lady had made the man promise to bury her with hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and the man did he he, during the burial ceremony put something in a bag and and put it in the casket and at the end the the friends of the man came to the man and, and said did did you really keep your promise and the man said yes i kept my promise i i buried her with and she requested $150,000, and the friends were like shocked. They were like, Wow, what kind of man are you? And the man said to the friends, Come close, come close, come close. I wrote her a check, <laughs> so he kept the cash, gave her the check. That's $150,000. Go and spend it in heaven. Now, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge, multifaceted lesson for that story. Number one, when people want us to remember them or want to be remembered, it's usually for selfish reasons. The woman. The man. When people sometimes remember us, it is also for selfish reasons. When they keep their word, they keep their word to their own benefits, which means the man wrote a check and kept the cash. But do you know that God does not behave like that? The man, even though remembered her, abandoned her, that's what what he did. But God doesn't respond like that. In Psalm 27 verse 10, beautiful scripture, awesome scripture. It says that even if, My father and mother abandon me. The Lord will hold me close. In other words, the the closest relationship, the blood relationship, father and mother, as as close, as committed as should be, the the, the word of God says, even if there is an abandonment there, the word abandoned there is forsake, desert. Even if your father, your mother abandon you, Even if they don't remember you, even if they don't keep their promise, even if they keep their promise with a a clause, even if they keep their promise to their selfish interest, God says, I will hold you close. Hallelujah. I will hold you close. I will hold you close. God never, never abandons us. So even at this time, I want you to think about the things you should never forget. And above all think about the god that will never forget you let's bow our hearts as we down our heads, and i just talk to god wherever we are and just just thank him just just adore him just just bless him just just bless him just bless him just bless him, just bless him. and if you're here you're like i i i need to have a relationship with this god i want to commit my life to god wherever you are talk to god god is there with you say to him Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I surrender my heart to you. I release my life to you today. Talk to him. Surrender. Yield. Seed the control of your life to him. He's there with you. He's going to change your life and make it totally, totally brand new. And so, Father, we pray for everyone. I will pray for everyone that is. Hearing your word today, Lord, the grace to remember the things we should never forget given to us. And above all, the grace to remember the God that never forgets us given to us. Everyone that is surrounding to you today, Lord, we ask that you breathe upon them. Wherever they are on the face of the earth, let your light shine into these homes. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.